to 98 not out here on phoenix 98 fm broadcasting live in the brentwood billabiriki area on your fm dial of course you can get us on the interweb as well uh, if you're not already listening and you are listening back in future just phoenix 98 fm or ask your smart speaker to play phoenix fm it is that simple I've got everyone with me tonight. Evening, everyone. Hello, hello, Hi. hello, hello. Darren, do some introductions. Right, hello, it's Darren here. Welcome along to the show. We've got a really, really busy night tonight. Um, joining us in the studio. Um, first of all, we found Naz. No need to play Where's Naz tonight. Naz is here. Hello, hello mate. Hello, everyone. Naz, Naz you're, you're looking great, mate. Holiday? Thanks. Holiday, of course. Greece and Turkey. And uh, you had a haircut and everything. Haircut and a shave. Did you do that? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, trimmed up, yeah. Trimmed up. And then later on, we've got uh, Daryl Fox from Essex Cricket. He's a commercial manager. He's joining us. Hello, Daryl. Good evening, all. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, Hello, Brett. Nice. And evening. we've got uh, Ivan Walgrove from the Lord's Taverners. We'll be chatting to him later as well. Hello, Ivan. Hi, guys. Right. Well, first things first, as usual, we'll go through the results in the local area. So, uh, Brett, do you want to kick us off? Yes, yeah, certainly. First up, we'll start at Bellas, where uh, two teams in the bottom four met as Bellas took on Buckhurst Hill. Bellas won the toss, they elected to bat first, and they were indebted to Skipper and their opener, Joe Joyce, with a fine 88, uh, plus 59 off just 48 balls from Max Osborne to make a respectable 253 for eight off their 50 overs. In reply, the game looked up for Buckhurst Hill when opener Hendrik Puchart was felled. Uh, for 53 with a score at 99 for 6. But Viraj Gandhi gave the visitors hope with just 77 off 63 balls. Wasn't quite enough though as Buckhurst Hill were all out for 227. So Bellis winning that one by 26 runs which sees Bellis move away from the bottom two. But Buckhurst Hill 16 points from safety. Oh dear, that's going to go uh, right to the end I think of the season. Um, a game that we pushed quite a lot over social media um, and Jonathan Wagstaff who's uh, a really good photographer in the area and uh, who is following 98 Not Out. He was down at Brentwood as they hosted Chelmsford um, and Chelmsford a very strong side. Um, Brentwood won the toss and elected to bat in this one. Guy Barnford 70 helped the home side reach 248 for six off their 50 overs. Three for 45 from James Clifford was the pick of Chelmsford's bowling. Chelmsford's bowling attack this year, pretty fearsome. I mean, uh, you've got Matt Dixon, Aaron Beard, uh, you know, quite fearsome, the Essex boys playing down there. But anyway, James Clifford did the best this week, three for 45. In reply, Brentwood kept things tight with Chingford two down with 53 on the board in the 17th over, but a fine counter-attacking 79 off 58 balls from Chelmsford skipper Jack Sterling saw the visitors win by three wickets with an over to spare. Chinkford hosted Hadley and Thundersley in what turned into a low-scoring thriller. Chinkford won the toss, they batted first. Tom Borkwell top-scoring with 55 in Chinkford's total of 180 for 8 in their 50 overs. In reply, Hadley were quickly 27 for 3. However, Sam Hadley with 56 and Max Holmes with 35 started the recovery as Hadley managed to scramble home and win with three, by three wickets with five balls to spare. Close game, that one. Yeah, yeah. Over at Hornchurch, uh, Ilford were the visitors. Ilford surprised them bottom of the table at the moment going into this game. Um, desperately need of a win. The visitors won the toss and elected to bat first where they started well, but when opener Nigel Jacobs fell for 53 to Guyan Sirisoma, making the score 125 for four, it started a collapse which saw Sirisoma take six for 28 as Ilford were all out for 160 in the 39th over. Hornchurch batted sensibly in reply and all batsmen reached double figures with Billy Gordon top scoring with 35 as they won by four wickets with six overs to spare. Now, good indeed. So second place once the day hosted Billericke in what turned, it was game of the day. Thriller. Absolute thriller. So once they'd won the toss, they chose the bat. And after a shaky start, they were. Uh, it was a 52 from Robin Das, plus 40s from Navi Divaldi and Tom Cummings and Joe ellis Scroll seemed to be getting Wanstead back into a strong position. But Nathan Kellawan mm. cleaned up the towel as Wanstead finished 2-3-6 all out in the final over. Uh, in reply, Billericke seems to have the game in their hands as the top three all contributed and Darren Ironside batted well. But then the drama has unfolded as Ironside was dropped and with the help of Ross Poulton, uh, kept the visitors well in touch with winning. 22 needed off the last two overs, but a very tight penultimate over. 
Only saw six scored off of it. 15 mm. required from the final over. Smith scored one off the first ball, leaving 15 off of nine for the win. Ironside on strike. Ironside hits a six off the second ball, meaning nine needed off of four. Smith was then run out, taking Longon on for a two, so eight off of three. Ironside then skied one to Longon, but was dropped, ah. and two runs were scrambled, so six were needed <laughs> off of two. Two more off the penultimate ball down the ground, saw four needed off the final ball. Ironside went for glory, and as the ball sailed towards the long on fence, it was touch and go whether it would be a six or a catching chance. It turns out it was a catching chance who fell to the fielder who dropped the ball. Oh. Two runs were completed, and whilst they were trying to complete the third, uh, Mihir Marota was run out, uh, and they were trying to complete the third for a tie, and they ended up losing by one run. Sounds like an absolutely great game. What a game. What uh, a th game. That result, the win seeds wants to go top of the table again. Yeah, it does. Well done, them. Just, I know I'm biased, but uh, there's a name in there that you should all write down and think, I need to watch this guy. Nathan Kellerwan. Um, he's 15, maybe 16. Um, he's involved with the Essex sort of youth setup. Um, he's playing for us at Billerick. He seems to be massively in demand. Um, he's a very, very talented youngster, uh, and I'm sure that he will come through the ranks and we'll see a lot more of him in the next uh, four or five years. So remember the name, Nathan Callowan. In the first division, Colchester beat Harold Wood to go top. Hundreds in that one for Harold Wood's Hafiz Afsal and an unbeaten 117 from Colchester opener Joe McGregor uh, was the win there. Colchester Kieran Savile also claiming six for 57 in that figures. one. Colchester went top as Hutton pulled off another impressive win, uh, this time at Fives and Heronians by 75 runs. Uh, Vivian Pavar starring again with 172 not out and bowling figures of three for 31. I think that's something like he's fourth century in six mm. innings and he got 99 in one of the other ones as yeah. well. So doing very, very well. Uh, Shenfield also pulled off an impressive win at Loughton. Loughton like, posted 222 for six with Jack Plom. A hem of Essex fame taking three wickets. Uh, when Shenfield were 111 for six, uh, it seemed the inevitable Shenfield defeat was coming and everyone could question the skipper about what he was doing. But Jack Plom starred with the back two, 77 not out, and Khalil Mohammed's 53 not out, saw Shenfield win by four wickets. Monty watch. Monty, bowled well again, 10 overs, one for 16. Ooh. So not taking lots of wickets, not going for many runs. Uh, thankfully, probably for Shenfield, he wasn't required to bat. I could imagine Monty would have been very nervous. <laughs> That, uh, yeah. that big stand. Well, you remember Cardiff 2009, you know, when he stood there with Jimmy Anderson yeah. and hung yeah. on for the game. Um, just looking around other games, um, Umminster posted a very impressive 318 for eight, largely thanks to 149 not out from Shabazz Butt as they beat Southend by 61 runs. That's despite 112 from Joe, Gib from Joe Robbins. And finally, Woodford Wells cruised to a 75-run victory over Gidea Park. Darren, I noticed you didn't go through my spellings and checks on this. <laughs> As I read through it, I think I, I, I said, what have I done? I am nice to you. Uh, that means Colchester and Fives are in the promotion spot with Harold Wood Hutton and now Shenfield all hot on their heels. I think they're all within one win of being in the promotion places. And Southend and Loughton are starting to look a little bit adrift at the bottom down there as Shenfield well. Shenfield waking up and, and Hutton as well. Both teams seem to be barely quiet at the start of the season, but they're going now, aren't they? Hutton have pulled off a, a couple of great victories of late, beating the, the sides in the top, so they, they, they yeah. definitely, they are an informed side. Premier League Player of the Week, there's a few choices, but we yeah, went for Joe easy. Joyce of Bellas, 88 and three wickets in a good win. So well, well done, Joe. Done. Well done, well done. Now, our referee friend on Twitter didn't give us any noticeable performances during the, uh, from the league, so I had to go through them all, so well I apologise if I missed any. I think we've got the big ones covered, though. Um, I hope so. There's some other notable ones um, which uh, we've sort of picked out between us. Um, old, South, old South Indians, Ahmed Kawaja, scored 127 not out. I wonder if any relation to the other Aussie Kawaja. It's an unusual surname. Not Could be. Could be. Um, old South India. Are they? Old South Indian. South Indians. Indians. South Indians. South Indian, not South Indians. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mind you, um, I mean, we could have a team. I'm sure if we looked around, I bet there is a team somewhere. Maybe Probably. one of the London local leagues. <laughs> we'll find one. <laughs> there was 125 from Old Parkonians. That's not Old Parkistonians. Oak, Oakfield, <laughs> Oakfield Parkonians. You have yeah. to get that right in this day and age. Oakfield Parkonians 
Ravi Teja Dwaraka, uh, Bad Oh my God, who's. Where are we getting these names? Naz, help me. What's that Badmid name? Badmid Patti. Badmid Patti. Badmid Patti. 108. 108 from the Horn on the skipper Jeff West. Yeah. Effings Kwasi Ahmed, who scored 82 off just 37 balls. That's pretty impressive. Well done. 11 well fours, four sixes. Yeah. West Coast skipper uh, Peter Barnes scored an unbeaten 126. And Ardley Green's Adam Thane uh, got 122. Apologies if we've. Uh, mispronounce any names there but so typically now that the one week that Naz is here when this, we're doing this we don't have any Sri Lankans to read out because well, there we there was one guy in Sirisoma oh there you go but oh. well you know he took some six wickets or something. yes it was, that's a good yeah good, good, good bowling there uh, this week's Premier League fixtures Bickeriki Bickeriki you can tell I've been drinking all afternoon Billericay host Hornchurch Buckhurst Hill take on Chinkford Chelmsford play Bellas, Hadley play Wanstead, and Ilford host Brentwood. Yeah, and in the first division, four in the first division, four of the top five play each other as Hutton host leaders Colchester, Shenfield host Fives, Gideon Park take on Upminster, Harold Wood host Woodford Wells, and Southend play Lounson. I think if Hutton and Shenfield both win that, they can actually, I think, move second and third. It could be. Yeah, and they've both got a head of steam up, so... Could be some good... You've been watching some Colts cricket, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, a really interesting time in the Colts season because uh, everything's coming to a head. I think there's a, a few leagues have already been um, decided, but it's been a big week uh, in the cup competitions and we've got some finalists already. Shenfield are doing pretty well in this as well. They're under 12s so are through to the Brian Taylor Essex Cup final, so well done them. Their under-15s uh, will play Billericay. Big game that in their League Cup final for the under-15s. Uh, and yesterday was semi-finals day over at Hunton. Um, I'm not going to go too much into this because Billericay should have beaten Frenford. But anyway, well done, Frenford. Uh, and they're playing Saffron Alden in the under-16s Cup final. So good luck to all those teams there. Uh, and keep us coming with the Colts performances we want to hear and we'll tell our listeners all about it. That should be good. Right, let's get some music and then we can start getting some of our guests on.
Chansey and Aerosmith there, of course, and Walk This Way. So, first of our guests tonight, welcome along uh, Essex Commercial Director, Daryl Fox. Daryl, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yeah, very well. Bit tired after a long night of the T20 last night, but oh. yeah, we're raring to go. Tough, are we allowed to tough talk one. about that? <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one a bit later. So, Daryl, your role as Commercial Director, basically, it's the sort of commercial side, as in getting sponsors in, working with sponsors and putting events on at Essex. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my, my role at the club really is to try and commercialise the, the world of cricket, um, both on match days and non-match days. Um, as a club, uh, we want to have a really successful cricket team. Uh, and what we need to do that is underpin that with revenue that we can generate in any form, basically, that we can plough back to um, getting the best players in the, in the country. We're, we're not a test ground, uh, which means we have to work that little bit harder, that little bit smarter about how we go about doing our, doing our business. You guys work so. really hard and you've got a really good team around you as well. Um, yeah. Can I say hi to the... Uh, you can, you can say hi to the to team. To Ruth and to Kelly... You can and indeed. Chrissy BB, yeah. hello. <laughs> I'm sure the girls are listening, Darren. I'm, sure they I'm surprised are. you didn't mention the catering team name, Darren. God, I was going to leave that to you, mate. <laughs> but so no, you do what you were. I mean, it, 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 it is hard work. I mean, people, this is why we wanted to get you in because it's maybe a side of the club that people don't necessarily quite grasp how much goes into it. Absolutely, yeah, and, and you touched upon you touched upon team as well. I mean, the club is blessed to have a great team on and off the field um, in, in all departments of the club. But you're right, for us, um, we, we do have to work extremely hard. Um, not being a test ground means that we have to think of all different things. So we do everything from tribute nights to Christmas parties to events to cricket, hospitality, everything like that. So we do have to work incredibly hard to make sure that we commercialise the ground. And how does the um, 100 affect the... Uh, affect Essex uh, commercially because you know uh, Middlesex. Um, sorry, I've got their own own teams. Yeah, and um, tell us a bit more. How would how, how, where do you see Essex? So, so my my personal opinion on that would be using the using the effect of the World Cup. So looking at how successful England were in the World Cup and how many new people that's brought into the game. Um, so we saw as a club a spike from certainly out into the into the community. A lot more people wanted to get involved in grassroots. People wanted to buy tickets, come along and just get involved in cricket in general. So my hope is that if the hundreds is a success, I think that could be a success for cricket in general. And hopefully if, if people are watching the game on, on Terrestrial, on BBC and watching the game live, that will hopefully allow us to get more bums on seats uh, in the ground. So I think positively, as a as it's well known, the club wasn't uh, wasn't for it initially, but it's now going to happen. So we've got to get behind it, and we've got to do our best to try and make it work best for Essex cricket. So in terms, oh, sorry, in terms of that, because obviously one of the big things was T20s and selling out all the T20 nights. Yep. I think all bar next week's fixture is now sold out, and Absolutely, there are a yeah. few tickets left, Absolutely. I believe. I think when I left the office, we had 102 tickets left for next Wednesday night. So uh, hopefully by now there'll still be a few left, and by the time we're all finished speaking, I'm sure they'll all be gone. So historically, the club would have expected to have probably five of the seven on Friday nights wasn't the case this year so it becomes a harder sell for you doesn't yeah, it? Yeah it, it doesn't it just it just again just looks at different markets so typically the Friday night tends to be coming people coming along having a good time enjoying a drink or two perhaps coming from London or surrounding areas and um, Wednesday nights is different markets we had a lot more ladies we had a lot more families at the ground last night um, so it's just looking and diversifying a little bit of, of who we target to come to games but it's probably a, a good you know looking forward to the hundred yeah I think you can look at lessons from the T20 that you, when the T20 came along and you look at the people that are coming, like you just said, uh, whether, whatever night of the week it is, it's a different crowd, absolutely. a different audience yeah, to what are there for championship games, for example. Absolutely. And it brings, it brings people into cricket. I mean, I, I'm a big example. So um, I've been in cricket now for seven years. So I'll, I'll, when I first joined cricket, I used to come to one or two T20 matches, used to enjoy the experience, come along <laughs> with my mates. Now, uh, now I come along, and now I love four-day cricket. Do, um, do you remember any of the results of those nights? <laughs> 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 watching everything, of course. But, but now, now I appreciate the game, and I think that's the the beauty of T Twenty is it can engage people with cricket, and then when you actually sit down and you understand and you know the game, you appreciate the skill and the quality and the concentration that goes into four-day cricket. So, I think the more people we can engage in cricket in general, the more 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 important it is for the whole game. But of course, your role isn't just 
selling the club. It's also getting the club being part of the community as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we we try and go and do as many activities as we possibly can. Um, so we're doing a few events. We work with a lot of charities to try and get a message out there. So. We're in the town centre, I think it's on the 18th of August, uh, with Beresford and a few of our sponsors. Uh, and we're basically doing a picnic um, just outside John Lewis to try and raise some money for the Lord's Taverners and, and get our message out in the community. So yeah, part, part of my role is to is to make sure that our presence is known everywhere. So. So, so tell us about what is going on in the near future. And, you know, I know Essex do a lot after the season's finished, it's a, it's a, it's a around-the-clock job, really, isn't it? So what have we got coming up that we can... Uh... Yeah, so, so absolutely. So part of my remit, uh, and I joined the club, say, six, seven years ago, um, and part of my remit is to make sure that, obviously, we're full for cricket, but also that the venues use 365 days a year, because um, ever more, that's more important of making sure that that venue's filled. So not everyone will know what the club has in terms of facilities, so... Um, obviously, I know a bit more than most, but you can I hire out rooms on a day rate. So that's the the, the boxes can be hired on a yeah, day rate, can't exactly. they? Yeah. So we do everything. So we we hire uh, we hire our rooms. We've got facilities. We do everything from Christmas parties. We do wakes. We do we do weddings. There is some people you'd be surprised that <laughs> do want to get married at a cricket ground. So we do do weddings. Lovely saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, conferencing. Um, one of the big things that we're doing at the moment is we're launching tribute nights. Um, so the next one is coming up in a in a few months' time. Um, which is on the 28th of September. So we're putting a huge, great marquee on the pitch, holds about 400 people. That's the uh, third year of doing that? Uh, yes, yeah, it is indeed. It's got a 70s and 80s party night. So I think it's an 11-piece live band, do a sit-down meal. We're trying to do that premium experience where people can come and have a night out and enjoy some uh, enjoy some non Just need to find a good 70s and 80s DJ now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really good to know that, uh, Daryl, you're here tonight. Tonight with us, and also explaining a bit more about the ground and what you, what you can do within the um, within Essex County grounds. I mean, doing weddings and hospitality events, it's, and you know, Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas, yeah, Christmas what? parties. You know. Um, be great to see some. Uh, um, do you do large large scale events? You know? We do, yeah. So I mean, we two two or sports. Or the marquee? Yeah, so the, in in the marquee. So we wanted to bring other sports into the ground. Um, so we are we hope we're, we're working with the Lords Taverners, uh, and we're actually doing an evening of darts. Um, so they mean I've been to those in the past. Was it, is this the third one you do or the fourth? Third one, yeah. Um, so we've got some big global names coming. So we've got James Wade, we've got Simon Fantastic. Whitlock, Wayne Mardo. I think Bobby George quite often just turns up. <laughs> Uh, he's more than welcome to come along. So if you're listening, Bobby, you're more than welcome to come and join us again. And tell us who you've had down there in the past, because, I mean, this is impressive. We've had Phil Taylor yeah. in the past, Raymond Van Barneveld. So we've had the top players, uh, and that's big thanks to, to Barry Hearn, who's a, is a big supporter of the club, and, and to put us in contact with the right people to make these things happen. So um, it, it's all for charity. Um, it's getting new people into the ground. So uh, that event is actually on Tuesday, the 1st of October. Um, and there's a, there is a few tickets left, and it's a, it's a more of an in, intimate experience with some of the top darts players. Um, yeah, I've been to one of the evenings. It is a great evening. All, all information is on the club's website, essexcricket.org. Yeah, indeed, all on the club website. Uh, follow the links through on our events pages. We also do a, an evening of boxing as well, yeah. uh, oh, which wow. is fantastic. So we have about 12 to 13 live bouts um, with some of the best amateur boxers. Did you know I used to box? Did you? Know Did you? I used to box. So, so are you going to challenge uh, you and Brett for a... No, no, no. no. Let me finish. I used to box. <laughs> I, 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 I finish. I used to box. <laughs> Satsumas mostly. <laughs> hey! That was worth the wait, Brett. No, yeah. I, I, I sort of knew where the punchline was going. I was trying to get away from it several times, but failed miserably. No, I, I, I had enough of my um, arguments with the security guard last night, so I, I let, let him and George, I think him and George could have a, a decent uh, decent tear-up. That would be quite a good charity one to have. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, it would uh, be quite good fun. Um, so you did mention a lot of the charity work. Let's bring our other guests in as well. So... We've got with us, we've got Ivan. Uh, I've, I've lost your surname completely. Walgrave. Walgrave, that's it. I'm having one of those evenings. No uh, and you are from the Lord's Taverners, so explain a little bit about the Lord's Taverners. Okay, so the Lord's Taverners is uh, the leading youth uh, cricket and disability sports charity. Uh, it's, the name Lord's Taverners comes from the Tavern at Lord's, which is where the first meeting took place that the charity was formed from. We aren't just a charity that's cricket, it's all disability sports. Um, so we look to support disadvantaged, disabled young people and give them a sporting chance. 
You're looking very good in your tie there, Ivan. It's, Thank you very much. It's one of the benefits of, of membership. Yeah, it is. It is. And, we, and we'd encourage everyone to, to, to join in actively and become members. Um, Lordstaverners.org. Can I just, before you continue, yep. clear up the big misconception or misunderstanding with um, the Lords Taverners and MCC? Because people say, I think it's the ties that do it. The MCC is a completely different thing. MCC it is, yeah, yeah. Marylebone Cricket Club. Yep. Taverners, although we play games and we, oops, I should mention I'm also a member of the Lords Taverners. Um, it's a charity and the main focus of all the activities is to raise money for underprivileged and uh, disadvantaged children. Yeah. It is indeed. So, you know, we'll come on to the way we fundraise a bit later, but the sort of things we provide, I think we're probably best known for our green minibuses. Uh, in Essex, we produ we've provided two of those this year, two last year, and we've got two coming next year. They're 60 grand a go. Um, Pretty good. With, yeah, serious amount of cash. Um, and what that does is that gives kids the ability to get out of school and take part in sport in, at places outside of their school. So they targeted the minibus, they go to specific schools or yes, are they... special needs yeah, schools. Yeah. they are for special needs schools, so yeah. it, is, it is really well targeted at it, who it benefits from it. And thinking locally to Brentwood, um, the Endeavour School um, picked up their minibus last year. Excellent. And where's the other, do you know where the two are going, where there been two this year? The uh, Corbett School at Upminster, uh, Edith Borthwick in Braintree have got one coming later this year. Excellent. So great stuff. So listen, let's get a bit more music on. And then after some more music, we will, uh, we will cover some more bits and bobs and uh, we will talk a little bit more about the Lord's Taverners and a little bit more cricket and things like that. Here's a bit of the verve.
Verve, of course, and Lucky Man. So we were chatting to Ivan from the Lord's Taverners about some of the great work they do. Uh, we talked about the minibuses you provide, but it's not just minibuses, is it? No, it's not. It's far more than that. So um, as well as the minibuses, we put um, sensory rooms in special needs schools, which really helps the, the kids calm down uh, and learn. We also provide disability uh, wheelchairs for sport. So um, I delivered three wheelchairs to the Harlow uh, uh, basketball team and had a go at um, basketball in a wheelchair. Oh, it, how did it, that go? Uh, bloody difficult. <laughs> really, really difficult because, you know, playing basketball is hard enough as it is, but then you put that in a wheelchair as well. Yeah. Really, you know, you're top marksman for playing really good sports. I saw some of the pictures of this, uh, and I think Paul Robin um, has been up in Birmingham today. Uh, I'd encourage everyone to just give uh, the Taverners a follow on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook as well because yeah, there's agreed. some great stuff on there. Yeah, and one of the things we do is table cricket. So it's cricket that takes place on a table tennis table. So if teams are six, everyone bowls and over, everyone bats and over. You get to see the, the things that I had when I was playing cricket as a kid. You know, teamwork, uh, tactics, you know, the, the will, will to win, that all comes through. I would challenge anyone to go to, a, to watch table cricket and then not want to get involved with the charity straight after. So how about, obviously, how do you go about raising some of your, uh, the money that you raise? So we have um, the big set-piece dinners, which are national events, but if I want to talk about Essex, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, uh, last two weeks ago, we had a 20-mile walk, so we had uh, 20 people, 20 taverners did 20 miles to raise money for the taverners. Is that the one from Haybridge to the cricket club? It was, indeed, yep. Um, I did it last year. It's hard. This year, I just sat in the car and did the um, support runs, getting uh, water and, and drinks and food to everybody. Still necessary. It was, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, the guys were saying it was really welcome to know that we were going to be at various places. So it got them through the hard yeah. times. Yeah. We've got our 70th anniversary gala ball coming up on the 7th of March next year at Boreham House. Yeah. Uh, live 10-piece uh, band called Bootsy they're playing for us Bootsy, Bootsy are brilliant great band they are Bootsy yeah. are brilliant it's worth going just for a bit of a boogie at the end to Bootsy isn't it indeed and actually just talking about music we've got something called The Last Resort coming up in uh, 23rd of November tributes similar to how Daryl's got at Essex but we've got uh, tributes for David Bowie Bon Jovi Elvis Abba Madness wow uh, and that's for 12 quid ahead. Where's that at? That's at Rayleigh. So Rayleigh, uh, the Mill Hall at Rayleigh, okay. Saturday evening. You know, you've got, we've got 25 musicians, give up all their time for free. The money we raise all goes to the tavern. It, it's the last resorts event with the beneficiaries, the taverners. Great night, two hours of, of live music. I think the Scarmite guys do a gig for Indeed, you as well, Indeed, yeah, they? yeah. I was with Paul Maleri last night. Um, they're doing the Madness set. So, yeah, um, yeah looking forward to that. I've not seen them. They're we'll absolutely put, we'll brilliant. We'll put all the details of all of these events on the 98 Not Out Facebook yeah. page. And, uh, and people can just donate via your website? They can indeed. Um, you, say, you, know, you can donate, you can take part in events, you can come to the dinners. We've also got uh, an evening with Sir Alistair Cook coming up, which is a big national event. Yeah, I'll put that on the Facebook page today if anyone's... Uh, is this the event in London? Yeah. Yeah. Monday the 30th of September. Great nights with Cookie. If you've, never, if you've not been to one, he's, people sort of get a bit of a wrong impression about uh, Cookie because they haven't seen a lot of him. But when you get into a room with him, he's, he's a very, very dry, funny guy and he's great entertainment for an evening. Yeah, yeah oh, fantastic. He is. he is. And, you know, if anyone's listening that wants to get involved with the Taverners, then please, you know, either, either through the 98 Not Out page or through the Taverners page, you know, get in touch and get involved. And remember, if you are listening and uh, want to know more, please engage with us. We are here. We've all got our social media to hand, so get in touch, make comments, ask questions on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, and we will respond. Excellent. So what else have we got going on this week? Naz, you was uh, following a bit of international cricket for us. Well, I, was, I was more as following all the... Um, coaching staff going all the way from South Africa, Otis Gibson and his team has been um, sent home. Um, Pakistan coach Mickey Arthur, um, our first guest Grant Flower. Yep. And, um, Gary Kirsten. Gary Kirsten. Um, uh, Gary, Gary Luden. As, as a Mahmood was the, uh, the bowling Grant coaching. Grant Luden as yeah. a Mahmood. Um, Grant the fitness coach has uh, also Lankan, gone. Uh, head coach Chandika Hathura Singh has also been um, suspended I, I understand. You know, Why well, I mentioned Gary Kirsten because he was being touted as uh, 
you know, the England job or else, but he's now going to be a coach in the South Africa T20? I don't know, because, you know, Mickey Arthur is available, he's a South African. Mm. You know, he's, 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 he's out of Pakistan and, you know, there's a lot of coaching options coming around. I'm coming into play. So be honest, it, it, it's probably not that, that you know, it's, it's a great role as such, but it, it, can, ha it can have its moments being a coach in cricket. Um, I noticed last night, so I caught up with Mags. Um, I said, I was at Essex last night. It, it really wasn't uh, the best performance, is, is probably the nicest way of putting it there. I just had a look at some stats. Uh, between Essex and Somerset, they are involved in five of the biggest run margin wins in, uh, in five of the seven biggest run margin wins in T20 history. Um, unfortunately, the biggest one was a few years back when Somerset beat us as well, but we were well beaten last night. Um, fair play to Mags. He did come out after the game. It was a little bit late after the game. Um, I sort of had to, you know, thank him for coming down. And I said to him, so, you know, it wasn't the best performance. And here's, a, here's what he had to say. Um, yeah, that's an understatement. I think, um, yeah, just look, I mean, we're, we're either very good in this comp or very bad. We just can't get any consistency. I know T20 is that, but when we win, we've won very well. And when we've lost, we've lost extremely badly. So, again, we're hoping after the performance we put in at Bristol, which is a tough place to go. You know, we've talked about putting two or three wins on the board at the moment. We just can't do that. So, uh, disappointing night. Um, but as always, we've just got to look to the next game. I guess quite similar to the Hampshire defeat, that there was a couple of punches at the top and then just went underneath. Is that something that's a worry? No, because I think if you're chasing 228, you're not going to chase them down too much. I think the bowlers weren't on it tonight. I think we needed, um, you know, pretty much 12s and over from, from the off, which is tough. Someone had to go, uh, you know, berserk and get us in front of the rate. Obviously, it doesn't look good when you get bowled out, but, you know, you, you'd rather lose and, you know, you can't get a draw in this competition. So, I think... Um, we did some poor stuff in the field tonight. We dropped important catches, uh, which cost us, and we just didn't get our plans right um, at the death uh, and at the beginning either. So, um, you know, as I say, I think the bowling unit um, just didn't get it right tonight. I guess as a, if you're looking for positives, Ravi Rupar's three overs is a really good economic bowling there. Yeah, Ravi was a shining light, I think, with, with the ball um, there. And, um, you know, that were nice for him coming back into the team. Uh, but apart from that, there's not many, you know, the positives to look at. There right. seemed to be a bit of an atmosphere with, a, with Dan Lawrence's wicket and a couple of wickets towards the end. Uh, I think their 12th man said something to him on the way off, which is not not great um, I've not spoke to their coach yet but hopefully will at some point but yeah I think that's what the lads were saying something said on the way off so not ideal but um, you know things happen I guess in the, the heat at the moment how can you look to change things going forward um, well the players can put in a better performance um, you know I hear a lot of talk about teams and there's a lot of experts about but we've only got so many players we, we've not been good in this comp for uh, a couple of years so we try to find the right combination but it boils down to the players taking responsibility and putting in performances we can only put 11 out there um, I think consistency is the key I think you know our red ball cricket is very consistent and we, we feel we can win from every position but we've just not got that in, in white ball cricket so um, you know we're, we're working work in progress we're, we're using different players we just need to get some consistency um, as a team you know not just batters on one night and bowlers on the other so yeah, it was nice of Mags to come down afterwards. I know they had a team meeting. They had to have a chat with the uh, umpires as well and the match referee. Uh, what else is coming up on Phoenix 98 FM tonight? Well, 7pm, we've got the Orient Hour with Andy Gilson and guess I know he's got Charlie Edinburgh on that one. 8pm, 50 Shades of Che. 10pm, Horton Hears with Matt Horton. And then from midnight, Destination Dong. We're going to get a bit more music and we've got a bit of Billy Idol and Rebel Yell.
ACL. Great song that. So yeah, I was at Essex last night. A, a bit of a, a bit of a hammering. 112 run um, defeat. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, certainly, Somerset gave Essex players uh, plenty of reason to uh, make sure they go on and win the title. Though, as uh, they rather over-celebrated, I felt last night. It was a little bit um, in Essex's face, and. Uh, I think they might come back to bite them on the uh, backside, hopefully, when we go and win the championship at their place last game of the season. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably, you know, trying to be uh, constructive and positive about this. You've got to use these things as motivation. And I think definitely, given the, the, the county championship, which is really where the proper battle is, uh, and particularly for the, the cricket purists out there, this is now the motivation to go down there. And I think, did we say that the, the, the final game of the season is Essex against it is, it is Somerset, Somerset at Taunton? Yeah. Ooh. So, it, it will be good. I mean, you know, we're halfway through the competition. We, we haven't played well. Let's, I think everyone will admit that. It's two defeat, two wins, four defeats, one game rained off. And uh, I think, as uh, one of the press wags said it, as we had probably had the worst of the rain in our innings as well in that one. <laughs> Um, uh, but they're professional guys listen yeah. they'll dust themselves down they'll want to come back they won't want to keep losing games like that they're, they're proud guys they will not want to keep getting hammered and from the club's perspective they're all sold out they've been sold out all the way through absolutely we, we want to put a good show though so we, even though the games are sold out we still want to go and win matches uh, the, I hope the boys will turn it around we've got a big game obviously now we're away at Glamorgan on Friday night um, just saying it's an unchanged squad as well so yeah, as, as Mag said, we've, we've, we've got a good side. Um, it's getting those wins, and I'm sure they'll come. So Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it was Aaron Beard's second game last night. He'd have learned, he'd have learned from last night. He, He's know, come on this year, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he, really has. he, he didn't bowl great. His first over wasn't great, but you say it wasn't great. There was also a couple of, you know, if you put the ball on a length and the guy's going to swing across the line, he's always taking a chance. He connected with him. He if did, he misses... He did play one most ridiculous reverse sweep for the first over, for Aaron Beard's first over as well. It was, it was just a ridiculous shot. So, you know, that's the name of the game. That's the nature of the beast. You, you'll, you'll win some, you'll lose some. We fielded poorly. You know, they missed too many chances and that came back and bit us at the end and it was just too many runs to concede. And whilst we were getting there, couple of times we gave away wickets a bit unnecessarily and uh, that, that's the name of the game sometimes but well, I think if you've got to go if you've got a total like that on the on the board what are you going to do bat steadily and then you can't get, you got get, to, go to, get to 160 170 if you're 20 and say oh well or do you really try and go for it and you know go down you, know. you have to have a go here. I mean, you know, big defeats. We talk about England. I did, I did unfortunately predict it, didn't I? I did say Australia <laughs> would go two up in the ashes before England came back. I think that, that whole game changed on Jimmy Anderson's yeah. injury. Oh, injury exactly. Though. Yeah. It made a massive difference. I mean, he bowled four overs, he limped off. I know a lot of people are clever after the event going, oh, it's his own fault, he should have told people he was fit, etc. It's not up to Jimmy to tell people he's fit. Jimmy would have gone through, he would have gone well, through he did, rigorous he did pass testing. all the tests, didn't he? He exactly. passed all the tests. He would have gone through rigorous testing as to whether he was fit or not. There's no if, buts and maybes about that. It wasn't his word as some some of the people in the media think. It, it, you know, it was one of those things. I think that made all the difference. Though England were a bolder lie and it showed second time round. But, I mean, you know, again, positives. The, the depth of the England squad means that waiting in the wings is a certain... Joffre Archer. Joffre Archer, Curran will come in. They've not named the squad yet. I mean, Paul to my, uh, Jamie, he's back now bowling and fit. He was in the squad last summer. Why not? If he, he's that stock bowler. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's yeah. No, one been, no one been better than him in the last three years of putting the ball exactly. on line and length moving it one way and the other overs, and taking uh, 50 wickets plus every season. He's been fantastic. So we'll move on. Tea of the week. Darren, what was tea? We had some great pictures. What was tea of the Lots week? Lots of pictures this week. And uh, thank you, everyone, um, for sending your pictures in. We love seeing uh, what's going on out and around at the clubs um, and across the age groups as well. It's really good. Um, keep sending them in. Remember, I've, I keep wanting to see teas from overseas. Um, I want to see if you're playing cricket in India or Australia or Canada, what do you serve up? Do you try and copy the English tea? Or Sri Lanka, sorry, yes, Sri Lanka, yeah. Um, do you serve up sandwiches and a cup of tea? Or do you have your own local, do you have a kangaroo burger if you're in Australia? Do you have some samosas if you're in India? If you're in Sri Lanka, do you get a takeaway? You know, this kind of thing. Let us know. We want to see what's going on overseas. But anyway, a, lo a load of great pictures have come in this week. And I'm going to award Tea of the Week this week to Hutton Under-12s. 
and I think it was the girls' team um, that sent in a picture of what they what they served up in their match last weekend. So well done, Hutton. Um, Is that the one with the, with the lovely green cake? Yes. That looked fantastic. I bet that was sort of mint chocolate or something, but oh, it looked... Someone needs to send us a cake like that. We yes, have, please. With the sort of people enjoy it. What's your favourite part of a cricket tea? Well, back in the day when I used to play, when TV was still black and white, um, <laughs> it was uh, egg sandwiches were always the ones that everyone oh. went for. Oh. I don't see egg sandwiches many more. Daryl? To me, it's got to be the traditional scone for me. Always scone. Oh, are you a jam? Right, here we go, scone expert. How do you like your jam? Jam on top or the cream on top? It's jam on top. It's jam on top for me. It's jam on top for me. It's got to be. There's no other way of doing it. I told you he was a weirdo, Naz. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> you need to understand this. Do you know what Naz does? He puts the jam first, then the cream, and then turns it upside down to eat it. He probably, no, no, he probably puts jam on it, then cream, then more jam, then some more cream. That sounds like <laughs> The problem is, whilst everyone else is having tea, really, it's dinner for Naz because he's that late for well, turning up yeah, for exactly. it. <laughs> so, so, our favourite section of the week has, has been our bar empties. Yeah, love know, this, love this. Causing a, causing a little bit of a hoo-ha here and there, isn't it? Uh, Wicket Keepers last week, and I think we got it down to... Uh, Adam Gilchrist, uh, Emma um, Stoney, Brendan McCullum, yeah. and Kuma Sangakara was yeah, in there. Yeah, lots of votes on this one um, across Twitter and Facebook, so thank you. It was quite tight. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, I was. To be honest, I, I was surprised. surprised. So it main, came... Mainly surprised because not many people went for Dhoni or Sangakara. <laughs> no, I thought personally Sanga was going to be a runaway winner given, you know, again, but this is what it comes down to. It, it doesn't matter if you've scored the most runs or taken the most catches or stumpings, whatever else. What have you put down your drink to go and watch? And I think this is a really good example of it. So it came down between to a head-to-head -head between... Adam Gilchrist and Brendan McCullum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably we've done both of them a little bit of a misservice by not including them in the openers, because both were both yeah. moved up to openers, both were fantastic to watch as openers. Um, yeah, but both, remember who we had for openers, though. Yeah, so. I know. Both were excellent, both excellent wicket keepers. But the public, they voted for Adam Gilchrist. Well done, Adam. If you now, want to come and collect your trophy next week. You can come and have tea with us. Yeah, exactly. That was con. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, either of them were always great to watch. It's a tough one. So there we go. So our bar empties 11, just doing a recap. So opening the batting, we've got the Gucci, wonderful Gucci Graham Gal. Gooch and Chris Gale. And by mere coincidence, both of them have got the same top score in Test three, Cricket. 3-3-3. Three, 3-3-3. Three. Three, three, three. Um, batting three and four, we had King Viv and KP. KP, I know. I know. Uh, and then we have our all-rounders. All Both of them and Sobers. Yeah, I think you can't really argue with those two. So then we've got our wiki-keeper, Adam Gilchrist. So Th now we need... Daryl's nervously looking at this as a commercial manager thinking, no one's going to buy a beer at this game. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to sell any hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll try and get in touch with some of these guys and see if they want to just uh, give us their thoughts on being selected, how, how they feel about it. But... You know, we've still got a little bit of a way to go. So we've got the wiki keeper. We need a spinner now. So to everyone that sat around this table, let's 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 just chuck some names in. I mean, who do we think were, was a spinner that uh, would... I know who Naz is going to say, but I, I'll start off with Shane Warne as being... Uh, go on, then. It's got to be Phil Tufnell. It's nobody else. Phil Tufnell. He was certainly entertaining was tough, as in one way or another. Uh, what about Murley? I thought you were going to say Murley. No. Go on, chaps. Any spinners in there for you? Essex for over three, so it's got to be Simon Harmer for me. Simon oh. Harmer. Yeah. I'd have gone for Shane Warne. Oh. Shane Warne. I am. Um, I, 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 I chuck, we were chucking some names at each other, and some of them were a little bit scary that you gave me, but um, <laughs> I put Boom Boom in there. Shade of Freedy. Freedy. Yeah. He was always great to watch. If he wasn't, you know, batting or bowling, he was walking down the wicket doing a little pirouette. <laughs> and tries it, but, and that you know, hair flopping everywhere. He, he was entertaining, whether he was batting or bowling. Agree. He, 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 Agree. Might, he might fall into the all rounders a little bit, but you know, he was entertaining. Daryl, you chucked a few weird names at me, mate. Yeah, you really did. Well, I mean, I'm playing to our audience, you know. Go on. You really did. Ashley Giles, King of Spain. 
King, I don't think Ashley Giles ever emptied a bar unless he passed. 2005, my friend, the Ashes. I, I'm not sure he was the like, King of Spain. They might have watched his batting. I'm not sure they were watching him bowl much during that series. <sighs> most of that, most of that series, he tended to bowl left arm over the wicket into the rough, trying to restrict people from memory. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did bowl a couple of really good balls in there as well, but it was. Well, uh, He's hardly entertainment personified, is he? Well, you never know. Go on. Graham Swan. Graham Swan, I could see a bit Swanee. more. He was, uh, yeah, I'll go with Graham Swan. Swanee. Yeah. Yep. He was certainly, during the period where he, he really did, you know, when he came back into yep. the test yeah. line, he really did, once he got he worked his game out, he really was very, very good. Uh, Anil Kumble. He took a lot, a lot of wickets. Apple Crumble. Yeah, yeah. a lot, a lot of wickets. He Anil Kumble in there. Ravi Ashwin. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, but another one. He's, he's taken a lot. Of, yeah, I, I, see, I don't mind a man cad. I've got to be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not adverse to a man cad. Me don't, personally, don't call me cad. But, uh, um, but yeah, and then there was Herath as well. Another Sri Lankan who, who took a lot of wickets. But we, we've got to narrow it down to sort of just. What about Jim Laker? I, I'm not sure. Was it, he had that one famous game, didn't he? But did he? Was he? Yeah, but what a game! What a game! Yeah, well, yeah indeed, what a game! He, what a he, he emptied the bar for one game. I'm not sure it would be a case if we'd empty the bar for every game. All right, I'll take that. So, what are we narrowing it down to? Okay, to the panel here, who are our four going to be that we're going to ask our listeners to vote on? Shane Warne. Shane Warne, okay, that's one. Daryl, you choose one. You want to go with Simon Harmer? I'll go with Simon Harmer, yeah. Simon Harmer, look at that, Essex through and through. <laughs> zoom, zoom, what do you want? Murali. Murali. So we got Simon uh, Harmer, Shane Warne, of all the names in there, I'm going to chuck Boom Boom with Freedy in as the other okay. one. As okay. pure entertainment. So, uh, Morley, Simon Harmer. Warren, Murley, Simon Harmer, boom. and Boom Boom with Freedy as our four. Right. Not bad at all. That'll be an interesting vote. So, everyone, don't be shy. Be like the last one. Get involved. Let us know who you think. Or if you want, if you're like Lorraine Padney, tell us we've got it all wrong and she wouldn't vote for yeah, anything else. Yeah, you know, there you go. We don't mind that. Gents, what mind. can I say? We are just about done for time. It is, uh, we, we, we're going to go from cricket to football here on Phoenix 98 Not Out as, uh, as the, Orient Hour, uh, the Orient Hour boys will be moving in and they've got a great show for you. Uh, so thanks a lot, everyone. Just remember, play straight, play great. We're going to leave you with a bit of Funkadelic.
just to dance away Out of our constriction Gonna be grooving up and down Hang up alleyway Under a groove Getting down just 